are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, and the best in the business is back in business. And this has got to be a sight for sore eyes because the main four are back for the first time together in three weeks, something like that, right? Yeah. Something it's like been that. A bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a little bit. So uh, joining me, like always, we got Porkman. How's it going, Porkman? I'm doing great. Uh, I have to formally apologize for myself from last Friday. <laughs> I was a little loud. No, but we're having a great time. I was looking forward to the for that bet show, so I hope right. you guys enjoyed it. Well, let's hope that uh, there's either more or less bets. I don't know, depending on how much you did or did not enjoy the show. Uh, I think some of us enjoyed the show, but maybe not so much the aftermath. And one person who might not have enjoyed the aftermath, we got Shevin Nooney coming from his new pad. What's good, Chev? Oh, man, it's great over here right now. I left the house that it was uh, left me the hard times on Friday, so I, I don't remember those times. Uh, so, but definitely the Patreons enjoyed it. I know we had some shirts off, so that was uh, definitely a sore eye to a lot of the people that are Patreons. But hopefully, Pops isn't too ashamed of me and Pork Man after that episode. Yeah, we, he, I'm sure he is not disappointed by his sons. You guys are good. And uh, joining us also is our head of the Debbie department here at the Dynasty Rewind, putting out some good stuff. Like always, we got Nate Christian. How's it going tonight, Nate? Uh, so, I was. You know, second most supposed to drink last Friday, and then it was Pork Man, but somehow Chev beat us all. <laughs> and uh, I heard that he paid it. He paid the price. So the problem was, I felt bad because I had like four, and you guys were at like 10 and 12. So I was like, you know, this isn't a party. This is not fun for me. I got to get going and catch these guys. And it uh, did not pay off for me. Don't, if you're the lowest better, stay that way because you really won. I promise. You know what I think happened, Chev? You know, because we kept saying you weren't drinking, you weren't drinking. I think when we started making the bets, you know, Sean put them on the sheet in order that they were made. And I think you had to miss a few weeks because of work. Mm -hmm. So we were making bets, but you weren't there to make them. So all your stuff got pushed to the end. But you were still throwing a couple back here and there to, to, you know, be with us. And, well, you know, there. Hey, the shot show is what... Everybody looked forward to during the fantasy football season. That's True. all I got to say. It's the best part about fantasy football. If you don't do a shot show and you have a podcast, you need to reevaluate how you play fantasy football. I'm just saying. He's not wrong, ladies and gentlemen. He's not wrong. Um, hey, before we get into it, I just want to say a few quick things. You know, I want to thank everybody for liking, commenting, subscribing to our YouTube channel. Uh, the guys here have been pushing out some awesome stuff with Mock Draft Mondays. We did a team audit for a listener of ours and reactions have been great. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. You know, it's a new month. There's no better time to get right into the ground floor with our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. If you are not there, you're going to miss something like the show we're going to do after this show. We're going to talk about Tutu Atwell, Dwayne Eskridge and Tamari on Terry. 
And I know you definitely don't want to miss that. So five bucks a month for the lowest tier and then $8 a month for our written content. And then, uh, you know, we got to keep paying those bills. I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at dynastyowner.com. Dynastyowner.com. It is the only way to play fantasy football as real as NFL NFL football is possible. Tim, I'm sorry I can't talk tonight. Uh, rookie drafts will start in May, and there's going to be a 24-hour clock with trading. It will be a slow draft. Uh, new leagues will form in late March, so later this month. And startups will take place in May, um, and you can start to buy new teams for the 2021 season as new leagues are opening up, which is going to be very, very soon. So just a few updates over here from DynastyOwner.com. And I believe you can still use the link, DynastyOwner.com forward slash rewind. That will let them know that we sent you there that'll help you it'll help us it'll be fantastic so let's talk about some rookie running backs here and two of the guys from i'll tell you what north carolina suddenly putting out some some good prospects here but two of these guys kind of some behind the scenes contention for the dynasty rewind crew probably should have had bob come on to talk about mike Carter a little bit but we're not going to talk about him we're going to start with javonta williams he's 5'10 220 pounds did i get that that right because i heard somebody say he was six one today I have 5'10". Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure. So he's 5'10", 220 pounds. So he's got the size. In three years at North Carolina, he played 34 games, 366 attempts, 2,297 yards. He averaged 6.3 yards per carries and 29 touchdowns, 50 receptions for 539 yards. He averaged 10.8 yards per reception and four touchdowns. What's going? What's that? Nate, what was that? I have to go. I'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, okay. he's, he'll be back. He got to take care of some real fast. Okay. All right. We'll see you in a minute, Nate. So, a quickie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's enjoying it. I mean, look at the guy he's smiling like nothing. Look at that. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> there's, <laughs> what? That's awesome. Well, I got to. Where's the. Screenshotted. Excellent. You know, they just, <laughs> let, me, let me get another one of that and. Boom. Okay, great. So uh, we got some screenshots of <laughs> Nate and his beautiful smile. I'm just going to leave him there, though. While we have this little pause, I do want to bring up, uh, we started an IDP Dynasty League last year, and we have three spots available. So the first three people that want to come join us, me, Bob, and Porkman, I think, are the only ones in there at the moment. But we got three spots available. I meant to talk about that a couple weeks ago, but... If you're interested in learning how to do IDP, I've had one season under my belt. I think Porkman, this is his going to be his first season or so. So we're trying to get new people involved in IDP, and, and Bob's going to be the one running the show now. I kind of headed it, but now I'm, I'm giving the reins up to Bob. Bob knows way more than what, what I did. So it's going to be exciting. It's fun. If you want to join it and be with, it, be with some of us guys, uh, we'd love to have you. So hit me up in the DMs, and um, we'll get you in there. A good call letting Bob run that too. He's he's the IDP guru. So, but hey, let's yeah. talk about some Javonta Williams. And do we, uh, Nate, are we good? I'm back. All right, don't worry. I got a great screenshot of you frozen on the screen. So I'll share that in the DMs <laughs> later. I'm sure Nate's thrilled about that. So let's talk about some Javonta. Is it Javonta or Javante? I just mispronounced everybody's name now. Go with I think Javonte. it's Javante. Javante. All right, Javante Williams. So um, I'll tell you what, Chev, we haven't talked to you in a little bit. Let's start with you on Javante. Yeah, man. So Javante Williams is very impressive. Uh, one of my favorite things that I've seen out of him is he doesn't really lose one-on-one situations with safeties or linebackers most of the time. Uh, he's able to break loose on those plays. 
uh, and get past the second level uh, and make some big chunk uh, plays as well. So uh, I don't know if the speed's all there. Uh, I know he's got some decent speed. I don't think he's a, a burner, like a 4-3, 4-4 guy, maybe high 4-4, but I think he's still got the speed to make plays in the NFL. Uh, his athleticism and contact balance is pretty insane. It seems like once a guy hits him, he just bounces off really well. Uh, so that's very exciting. And one of Mike's favorite things to do is watch these guys' feet. Uh, and Javante Williams does not stop his feet at all. Uh, once he gets hit, he keeps moving them feet. Uh, and also when he gets hit behind the line, there's a good chance he's going to make it back to the line. There was multiple times where I saw him get hit four, four yards back behind the line, and he was able to work his way back to the line of scrimmage or even get positive yardage as well. So uh, this guy is very athletic. His hands are pretty sticky as well, in my opinion. I think his hands possibly could do a little bit of work, but they're good enough for the NFL already, in my opinion. Um, I, I'm really excited about it. I think he has some inconsistency with his pad level uh, when he's in the red zone. Sometimes he has them nice and low, and then sometimes he runs a little bit too high for my liking uh, down there in the red zone. Uh, but he, he's just a great player. He's got some grown man strength on some of the blocks that me and Porkman were watching before the show. Uh, so that's really exciting to me. That means he's going to be on the field for three downs, hopefully, depending on what team he gets drafted to. Uh, but this dude's a stud. Both of the guys from UNC are studs, man. It, it's a good little draft to have uh, those first couple picks in the draft if you need a running back. So uh, Javante Williams is a beast. Yeah, so I think if you miss out on Najee Harris, but you pick up Javante Williams, you're okay. And Chef, to, mm -hmm. to just touch on the speed, like one of the things I've written down is good speed, not ETN fast, but fast enough. Exactly. You know, when you consider, I know everyone is, is talking about top end speed and all that stuff, but most of what a running back does is usually within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. So if they can get past that second level, you know, you have a defensive back fall down, a linebacker fall down, get blocked, something like that. They're probably mm -hmm. going to be fast enough to take it for a touchdown. But Pork, your thoughts on Javante? I do want to say one more thing. He doesn't try to overdo his runs either. He gets what he gets. He doesn't run east and west. He gets downhill and finishes his runs. Um, so that's all I had to say. Pork, man, you got it. Right. So, I mean, I, I honestly believe that he has the potential to be the top back in this class um, just from just pure from his pure running. Um, extremely decisive in between the tackles. And I love that a whole bunch with him. Um, like Chef said, he finishes all his runs. We always look for running backs that so-called like fall forward. He's never like falling backwards or getting cracked back. Um, and also, yeah, me and Chef, I told Chef, like, I like to see a little bit more shoulders like in his blocking. <laughs> seems like he'll get in the way. And exactly the next play, he just lays out this linebacker. It was wild. It was back-to-back -back I mean, plays actually too. So it was it really was. impressive that Pork said it yeah. and he just let the boom on him. Yeah, and it's, it's the energy that he shows on the field is just amazing. So, mm -hmm. I mean, between I, – I like I'm, – I'm in a toss-up right now between him and Michael Carter. It's like they're probably like back-to-back -back in my rankings at this point. But, I mean, hey, I, I look for three-down backs, and right now he's a three-down back. I think he's just a little bit – he's like a slightly faster version of David Montgomery is my comp for him just due to the contact balance. Mm -hmm. Um he doesn't have the top end speed like Chef was saying, but the contact balance and just the effort. Uh, Javante Williams also had huge holes to run through. So I like to see 
uh, what team he gets drafted to. So if he gets drafted to a team with a good offensive line, um, he's going to ball out. But if it's not a really good offensive line, I'd like to see how he uh, adjusts to that. Okay. And Nate? Yeah, Javante Williams. I uh, wrote an article about him on Dynasty Owner. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's not my <laughs> RB1. But, I mean, he does have the skill set to be one of those, you know, top playmakers at the running back position. He's got that three-down frame and ability. Uh, he showed his receiving ability this last year with 25 receptions, I believe. So just looking good and consistent. That power is what everyone else talked about. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. He's one of the best power backs in this draft class. And he's not a power back like a guy who's going to be only used on short yardage uh, situations. You know, this is a guy who can play all three downs and make big plays happen. I mean, he's got to be up in the top of the whole nation for yards after contact. And I'm sure that's going to continue into the NFL. He's just built. He's thick. He's going to, you know, break arm tackles at the next level. So it's a guy I definitely want on my team. You know, I think I agree with Mike. You know, if you don't get Najee, uh, Javante is a very nice consolation prize. He has a lot of potential. And uh, I could see him going second round probably. Um, I think a lot of running backs can be picked up in the second round just like they were last year. And I think Javante could find himself in a really nice landing spot. And Where do you think, think it goes? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. And I think too, like the way he sells his play fakes as well, if he's in a scheme mm-hmm. that does a lot of play fakes, he's going to thrive in that as well. Because, I mean, there are some plays I didn't even know he didn't have the ball. That's how fast he was running. He still played with contact during those times. So if you're a quarterback with Javante Williams, uh, I'm going to have to elevate him just a little bit because of the play faking that he does. I know we don't really look at that too much, but the effort that he showed on plays he didn't get the ball, uh, that mm-hmm. that was huge uh, for Sam Howell, I believe is his name. So uh, that's one thing I saw in Porkman. I think saw it as well when we were watching. Yeah, he, he, he juked somebody after a play fake, which was kind of wild to me. So it just shows he's committed fully to his craft. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I love that. You know, I, I hate slackers when we were doing a film study. And that, that was one thing that popped out for me. Yeah. And on that note, um, one of his weaknesses, I think, is pass protection. I don't think he's very good pass protecting back. He's definitely mm-hmm. going to got to work on that to – see those passing down snaps to the next level. Um, in my article for Dynasty, I actually talked about he's going to transition really well into the NFL on first and second down. But I would expect him to be a guy that, you know, you don't see on third down for the first half of this rookie season. He's going to be in a situation most likely where they'll have a satellite back to take those passing downs, those third downs. And Javante will have the first and second down. And then – kind of late into this his rookie season, he's going to start seeing those passing downs and have one of those late breakouts. So um, we saw that this year with DeAndre Swift. We saw it with Cam Akers, you know, that late breakout, just about every single running back. You know, once they, you know, the game slows down a bit for them, they get better pass protection, they get on the field, you know. I think that's a pretty easy to see path for him his rookie year. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I will say is I love his moves. His spin, hurdle, his stop start's great. And I think I saw him hit stick somebody too. You know what I mean? Like, just oh, yeah. the moves that he has, he's, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah, down the left field sideline. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about, and he kept going. Mm-hmm. I was yep. like, never oh. know what you're going to get. That's his okay. biggest highlight play right there. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love the David Montgomery comp, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think he's David Montgomery, but a little bit more athletic. Yep. And we, do have, uh, 
a trade here, and this is actually David Ibrahim from uh, Fantasy Go at Fantasy Go on Twitter. He said, "Hey, Mike, in our dynasty league, I just traded David Johnson and Quintoris Jones. It's Julio Jones for those of you who do not know. For Allen Robinson, Preston Williams, and Cole Komet. Um, yeah. So, what like do you it. think about that? He got David Johnson like and Julio Jones. No, he, I think he got. Allen I think Julio Robinson, Jones and right, yeah, and Allen Robinson are pretty equal." So, mm-hmm. but I like Allen Robinson. I mean, he's got the youth on his side. So mm-hmm. I like Allen Robinson more than Julio Jones. I mean, I probably would do that deal just for Allen Robinson, let alone getting, you know, Cole Komet and Preston Williams. Preston. Yeah. Okay. The crazy thing with Julio, man, I think he still has two or three good years in him, but is he going to stay healthy in those two to three years is always mm-hmm. the question mark. But if he stays healthy, this dude – can't just go off for 1,800 yards and score like two touchdowns, but that should go up hopefully. I mean, their offense is just a pass-heavy offense, but Calvin really is definitely going to sink into some of that this upcoming season as well. So mm-hmm. Julio Jones is a beast, but getting Allen Robinson, one of the people that is the most overlooked player, I think, at the wide receiver position most of the time is huge because he just, he just puts out top 10 seasons, top 12 seasons every single year, and people don't talk, Dude, talk about it. Exactly. He's never played with a good quarterback. I mean, let's be honest. No, he hasn't. And he has the opportunity this offseason to possibly do that if the Bears don't franchise him. So, We'll see what happens there. All right, do we have anything else to add to Javante Williams before we move on? I will say he is my running back four. Okay, and who are the three ahead of him? We'll get there when we get there. All right, just kidding. You know, Najee's my my one. I think that's consensus. Oh, I need to ask you before, where do you guys – where do you guys think that you see Javante going in the NFL draft? <sighs> well, okay, then not landing spot. Do you think he's a day one, day two, early day three? Day two. You think he's day Second two? Round. I think he's a late day two. Okay. Could he yeah. get that Clyde Edwards Alaire bump, maybe like at the very end of the first? Maybe, but I don't know if any running back's going to get that this season. Maybe oh, Najee, but I don't think it's going to happen. Here's the deal. This is how fantasy, especially dynasty fantasy football works from now on. If there's ever a running back that is a team's luxury pick, as far as 31, 32, they automatically have to be RB1. And if you disagree with that, then you're called an idiot. So uh, let's move on to his teammate, Michael Carter from North Carolina as well. Five foot eight, 199 pounds. So he played all four years. Actually, one of the questions that I had here is, after watching Michael Carter film, watching both these guys, is does North Carolina have an elite offensive line? Because, you know, like you guys said before, the, the holes were just massive. But in 44 games, 515 carries, 3,404 yards. He averaged 6.6 yards per carry, 22 touchdowns, 82 receptions. For 656 yards, he averaged 8 yards per reception and 6 touchdowns. So definitely a guy uh, that can do it all. Chev, we started with you last time. Nate, we're going to kick it off with you. All right. So Michael Carter, this is a uh, Bob's guy. We all know Michael Carter is just uh so just to lead off, Michael Carter is my running back three over Javante Williams. Okay. So I'm definitely, as they say, Michael Carter Stan, Mike. And <laughs> I don't see how you can like Clyde Edwards Hilaire and not like Michael Carter. They are very similar players in both size and how they play and how they would probably fit into the NFL. Um, Clyde is much more powerful in my mind, while Michael Carter is a bit more elusive and quicker. 
but they both kind of fulfill the same role. They had that pass catching upside. Um, they have great vision and are strong runners. Michael Carter is just, he just does everything I want a running back to do well. And then you add in the receiving ability and he just becomes one of the top running backs in this class for me. Um, he has the good burst and top speed. He has the ability to get to the edge, but also he looks totally comfortable running in between the tackles. Um, I'm not too worried about his size. Uh, if he was two inches smaller than possibly, but he's thick and he's a uh, five foot eight is not terrible. We, we've seen guys produce at five foot eight. Um, and you know, at over 200 pounds, I'm not worried about it. Uh, he's great vision. I mean, one of the better runners in this class, I think, and good contact balance. Like he, he just bounces off, you know, he gets like that kind of bowling ball mentality when he's running in the open space and then the receiving upside. I mean, he's one of the better receiving backs to come out in the recent years and just looks so natural catching the ball and transitioning into after the catch. Uh, so I think in the modern NFL, this guy really fits well. And I think a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could really use a guy like this. All right, that'll kill all your Keyshawn Vaughn stocks right there. But Pork, what are your thoughts on Michael Carter? Everything Nate said is hit the net, hit the head right on the uh, hit the net right on the head. Um, Michael Carter, for me, I put on Twitter today that uh, he's a pretty much a discounted ETN just with better vision. Um, the and one thing that I he's going to be better too, for sure. It's going to be way better because for the record. People, they, they, this is why I'm low on ETN pork. I just want to say that his, his AD, you know, you have to factor in what a player's ADP is going to be. And that's how I, I do my rankings as well is do I want to pay for that player when I could get someone like Michael Carter and pork, the tweet that you put out was fantastic. His ADP is going to be better. Is he's discounted version. Sorry. With all the hype though, he might have to pay more for Michael Carter, but more than TTN, TTN. ETN now, TTN. so TTN. <laughs> new nickname for him, TTN. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you might have to pay more for Michael Carter at the end of all this. Uh, from what I'm seeing yeah, on Twitter and whatnot, um, you might have to pay more, and you might have to pay up for him just to get him. So, but if he's Nate's well, number three, you better pay attention. Yeah, between Nate, between Nate and I and Bob, because Bob is he got a hard one for Michael Carter, so we all know how that goes. <laughs> But I mean, the, for for his uh, for his frame, for him to have that vision inside the tackles, and you know, juking people out their boots, and his lateral quickness, is is what you're looking for. Like Nate said, in the modern wide receiver, he took the words right out of my mouth with that. So when you got the speed on the outside, you got the hands, and the the reason Javante Williams has a lot of touchdowns because Michael Carter kept getting tackled at the one yard line, the two yard line mm-hmm. on yard and long pass on long uh, passing plays and running plays. So when it comes down to it, if you look at the film, like we always say, and don't just look at the stats, Michael Carter could have maybe five or six more touchdowns all in the season. And that would have took away from Javante. So Hey guys, watch, watch the film so we can so we can come on the same page. <laughs> All right, and Chev, your thoughts on Michael Carter? Uh, Jorge, first I want to comment to Jorge. Uh, there's no <laughs> shots until the shot show next season for me. I'm gonna hold back on that. Um, but Michael Carter, uh, like they already said, he's a beast. They're almost. I feel like Javante and Michael Carter are almost the same player 
except Michael Carter is a little bit better in the pass catching game and one's a little bit bigger. So um, I'm excited for Michael Carter. Like Nate said, with the size, I don't think size really going to play a factor for me. He looks bigger than what it says on the, I think he said 5'8", 199. And mm-hmm. you got to imagine he's going to bulk up to like 205, 210, maybe mm-hmm. if he gets there. So that that doesn't really make a make a big old headache for me. So Michael Carter is somebody that you're definitely going to want to target in your drafts. I'm not sure where he's going to land yet. He's kind of the the one mystery. I feel like he might go up or he might go uh, farther down, depending on how you look at ETN. But Michael Carter is definitely somebody that you're going to want to watch uh, and and get in your drafts for sure. Yeah, I think Michael Carter in one quarterback rookie draft is going to be a mid to late first in mm-hmm. Superflex is going to be he's I mean with the quarterbacks coming in this year he's probably going to be a second rounder um and like you're getting a top talent at running back in the second round it's kind of ridiculous the value in this class um so definitely definitely want to keep your eye on Michael Carter and where he lands and it doesn't matter the landing spot you know the guy's got talent so that's why we've been telling you to go get those second rounders folks because you're getting yep. this kind of player in the second and you're probably getting Rondell Moore possibly in the second as well. So this Tylen Wallace is going to be a guy that I'm going to I'm going to love for a while. I think I think he's going to be my guy mm-hmm. this year, and you can get him in the second. And I think you're going to be just fine with that guy. Yeah, you guys really covered everything. The only thing I want to add, he's really tough for five eight, and mm-hmm. uh, he's a one cut runner. Yeah, he doesn't dance around back there. I mean, he has good patience, but it's not a lot of dancing around. He's just okay. We're we're gone reads it and goes um, exactly and i do love that that's something that can be taught at the next level but it's great to see a player come in already having that trait um spot wise uh day one day two day three early in the nfl i think he's also a day two pick uh probably more like late second early third okay uh, most likely and also just to just to note he came into the senior bowl at 202 pounds okay all right sweet mm-hmm. what about um, cardinals for this guy Cardinals is good too. That would be great. I like I the Bucks, of, like the Cardinals. I hear a lot of people mocking ETN to the Cardinals as well. Yep. Um, but I don't know if the Cardinals do they have a high enough pick to get ETN? Because I mean, if not, this they would probably be pick him up in the second round. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the only I think the only running back that goes in the first round if a running back goes in the first round is Najee um, to either the Steelers or the Bills at the end of the first and then we're going to see yeah. the same thing as we saw last year last year we had five running backs picked in the second round which was the most of any round I think this going to be the same thing this year we're going to see um, Najee either in the first or second and then we're going to see ETN Javante Michael Carter um, and maybe another guy or two slip into the second round as well so I think that's the new running back area you know day two second and third rounds okay uh, you guys all on board with that yeah, I am. Okay, great. Now let's go to our last prospect. Uh, but before we do, I just want to say that uh, Will Harris from Viridian Global is in the chat. If you want some fantastic Viridian Global merchandise, like the hat that Chev is wearing or the Viridian hoodie that I'm rocking right now, head on over to ViridianGlobal.com and you can just search us in the collective under Dynasty Rewind, just in case I had to remind you. Uh, we do have hats. We have beanies or toques, as they call them, up in Canada. And, uh, yeah, lots of great stuff. You can get our classic T-shirt, and you can get our hoodie, too. Uh, the T-shirt and the hoodie are the exact same as if you would have ordered them from me. Will did a great job putting all that together, so go check it out. And it is one flat fee for shipping, so you could buy five items. Shipping's the same. If you're in Canada, you're 
shirt is printed in Canada and shipped to you. If you're in America, your shirt is printed in America and mailed to you. And if you're somewhere else, dude, I don't know. You'd have to talk to Will. Just hit him up at <laughs> Paris time and he'll just answer all the questions for you. I'm just telling you to go there. So um, let's talk about our last guy here in Pork. We're going to start with you on this one. He is Trey Sermon and he represented both Oklahoma and Ohio State. He is six foot one, 215 pounds. So in his four total collegiate seasons, his first three were at Oklahoma. His last one was Ohio State. He played in 45 games, 455 carries for 2,946 yards. He averaged 6.5 yards per carry with 26 touchdowns, 48 receptions, 486 yards. So he averaged 10.1 yards per reception through the air and three touchdowns. So, Pork, you're the resident Ohio State fan here for some reason. Go ahead and lead us off with Trey Sermon. I mean, it's kind of hard. I feel like it should be Chef for Trey Sermon because he's an Oklahoma guy. But I'll take the Trey at Ohio Sermon State. That's why Ohio State. No, I know because I mean, he really didn't start the season off because uh, Master Teague was the guy who was getting all the carries, and I kept saying to myself, "Why the hell is this guy on the field?" Because he's really not that good. So when they did decide to put Trey Sermon in, he did really well against Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game, ran for over 300 yards. But the thing I saw mostly, because I had to go back to a lot of Oklahoma tape to get a, a good feel of what I saw, is that he has very quick bursts inside, and he also um, runs with a lot of power. Um, he looks like one of them old-school type running backs they used to get back in the day, 6'1", 215, is just run you over. But this guy has the speed and run you over type of uh, ability to do so. Um, I think he's going to be a team dependent uh, type of guy. I don't think he's. I, I don't think he's going to be like a three down back. Probably just like a you know first and second down, and then get spelled for a, a receiving back. So, um, so I'm not really sure how he's going to be because you know he had the injuries and then he transferred and then barely played last year. So the film is kind of like kind of iffy to me. So I like to see what Nate says too, because I know he he's a fan of Sermon as well. I am a let's kick oh. it over to you. Yeah, so I am a fan of Sermon. He's my running back five right now. And I loved his tape at the end of the 2020 season. So his 2019 Oklahoma tape, even the beginning of the 2020 season with Ohio State, I wasn't all that impressed with Trace Sermon. He just seemed like you know, like a power five, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Power five running back, you know, nothing too special. Now, once we got into the second half of the Ohio state season, which granted was only like four games, um, he really started taking off and it wasn't just, you know, the running lanes being opened up by the Ohio state offensive line. It was him creating yards. It was him getting yards after contact, breaking tackles, making plays in the receiving game. And, you know, it was a totally different guy. I was watching on tape. And the hustle, just the the all-around skill set that he started to bring to the Ohio State team was very impressive. And for those last couple of games, I saw a lot of Chris Carson. I saw, you know, a, a mm-hmm. Chris Carson light, basically. Um, and I think that's what Trey Sermon's ceiling is in the NFL. I think he can have that same success. Um, now, scheme is going to be very dependent. Chris Carson um, is a very good running back, but also this the Seahawks – running game and how they play does definitely help him. But I think Tracer has the same ceiling. I don't know what he's going to look like. It's probably going to be a third rounder. Um, I think he could sneak into the second round possibly, but most likely a third rounder. Um, 
So I don't know what kind of opportunities he gets, but he's a guy I am going to try to pick up. He's going to be pretty cheap in your rookie drafts. He's another guy I think that just does everything well. And uh, like, like I said, I think the Chris Carson comp, I'm, I don't usually do player comps and I feel really good about this one. Okay. Chev. Yeah, I think you guys really hit it. He's a guy that he's not going to make a lot of people miss. Every once in a while, he'll break a couple tackles, um, but he's not going to be a guy that's super elusive and breaks two or three tackles at one point. Um, but I love the Chris Carson comp. He's a guy uh, that I remember in Oklahoma being a bruiser, and when it came to the second half of the game, the fourth quarter, he would take over and make his money. Uh, during those times so he wears down the defense for the first three quarters and then he kind of takes it over in the fourth uh, so that's what I really do like about him he's got that endurance to me uh, to finish that's uh, a little bit different his OU tape you see a guy that didn't tear his ACL uh, in our Ohio State game you see a guy that's kind of recovering in the very beginning of the season uh, but he seems to come back pretty strong at the end it sucks he got injured a little bit uh, in the national champion or not national champion in the playoffs uh, so that that kind of sucks for him. So that's really disheartening. But uh, he's another guy that keeps his feet hot, keeps him chopping whenever he's in trouble. Uh, so he's a guy, he's just a bruiser. He's somebody that I think would fit incredibly well in an offense where it's almost a committee. He can almost take over at the end of the games and do his thing then. I would love to even see him probably, I think I was thinking about the 49ers, I think would be fun for him. I think it could be really solid for him. So uh, Sermon's a beast. I really do like his pound. Uh, he gets in there. He's he's smoking people a lot. So he's a guy that I think is going to do pretty decent in the NFL as long as he lands in a pretty nice spot that uses him later in the games. Chev, I'm going to agree with some of what you said and the fact that he's not overly elusive. Completely agree. Um, he's got good size. He's got good power. I don't think the 49ers would be a good fit for him. I actually think Michael Carter would be a better fit for what Kyle Shanahan wants to do with his running backs. Um, a place I'd like to see him go where he could use that power. Buffalo could use a really powerful running back. Zach Moss, you're not it. Devin Singletary, you're not it. My daughter would say you're caca, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> my comp for him is actually a faster Marlon Mack. He does everything good, but he doesn't do anything like really, really great. I think he's going to be better for the NFL than he is going to be for your fantasy team. I think he's a late third early fourth round draft pick um, because you see the teams want guys that can do everything really, really well. So I think just some of his limitations are going to push him, push him back a little bit. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's where I see him going in the draft. Nate, you had already said, uh, what would you say? Third? Yeah, I would expect him to go in the third round. I think depending on how teams get desperate in the end of the second, possibly in a second, but he's more of a solid third round for me guy. Okay. Pork, where do you see Trey Sermon going? I I think he'll go like in this. I'm going to agree with you, like the third, like mid-third, late, mid-late third. Yeah, around that, around that draft capital. Yeah, probably around the same time. I mean, I think there's a, a – it could happen where he sneaks up depending on how he looks after – I don't. what was the injury that he sustained? I know he had to leave the game. Was it like a collarbone maybe? It's like a uh, shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. As long as it's not the lower body, I feel a little bit better about it. Uh, but I think he can possibly sneak up into the second, like Nate said. But if he doesn't, he's going to be probably be later in the third round, in my opinion. Where are we drafting him? Our rookie drafts. Probably Blue? early third. 
Okay, I was gonna say let's let's just set yeah. you know from here on out, whenever I say where are we drafting him, we're just gonna base everything off a of twelve team super flex league. Yeah, okay. So yeah, then super flex I'm playing, he's probably like a mid third. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you are you comfortable taking him there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same spot we're taking, you know, DJ Dallas, Michael P. Ryan last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's like he's you guys like Josh Kelly, you know, Zach Moss. I think he's kind of that. <laughs> So we consider him more of like a mid-tier running back as opposed to some of the other guys in the class. Yeah. There's okay. a tier drop-off to him. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Well, that that about does it. Um, Chev, great to have you back, first of all. Yes, I want to say that. It's good to have the, and nothing against Bob, nothing against Maddie. These guys held it down uh, really well in Chev's absence, you know, rotating everyone out. Um, Sean did a great job hosting on Friday night for the shot show or the shit show, as we could call it, <laughs> however you want to refer to it. Yeah, the um, first one. It was, a, it was a good time, though. So um, I think we are going to wrap it up right here. But, Chev, do you have something for us before we head out? I do, and it kind of plays into kind of what you said. Um, so it's going to be Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Uh, and this kind of specifically with our group right now, uh, a lot of people are pumping out content. Everybody's giving out ideas. We're all making each other better at the moment. Uh, and for me, that's something I need to kind of realize a little bit more. So even at work, even in my personal life, even at church, uh, there's a lot of people pouring into me. And I need to tell those people thank you because uh, that doesn't happen by just me working on myself. Uh, it, it takes a village to get yourself better. Um, like accountability is huge uh, in life. So when you have people around you that are wanting to make you better, uh, your life is going to go in a better direction, in my opinion, because you have people in your circle, you feel more confident. Uh, so what I would recommend uh, is finding that group that really pushes you and telling them thank you. I don't know if that's five people for you, 10 people for you. I know I reached out to the Destination Debbie group. Uh, what they do and what their content they're pumping out, I had to tell them thank you for that because what they're giving me is so such great advice. Um, so I'm really thankful for those guys. And there's just a whole bunch of other people that I can really say thank you to. I mean, we just hit $1,000 on our Just Giving page for our YMCA. So thank you guys who donated. I mean, there's just so many people to thank in my life. And sometimes I think I just need to slow down uh, and realize everything that's happening. I mean, I'm getting married soon. I'm doing a whole, I got a new apartment. Those are good things. And we need to celebrate those things and not rush over those because sometimes life uh, can get in the way. And sometimes you're going 150 miles per hour. So you need to really think about the good things that are happening in your life and, and the people that are sharpening your life. So that's the one thing I would recommend this week, check in with those people that really care about you, uh, your core group, and check in on people that maybe aren't in your group and tell them, hey, man, I really love your content. Thanks for all that you do, because I think it's going to play a big part uh, in kind of changing our culture of what Twitter and Facebook uh, brings to the table. So that's what I got for tonight, boys. So thank you guys for allowing me to come back. I know sometimes my schedule is a little bit iffy sometimes, but uh, no matter what, I know you guys have always been there for me, uh, even if even if it's after the shot. So I <laughs> shot shows. So I really do appreciate that. <laughs> so, Jeff, I just want to know, is Porkman your best man? Seeing as you are two, you know, your brothers, so. So uh, <laughs> let me let me get to that. No, if we were having a wedding uh, in Arizona or whatnot, you guys would definitely be invited. But going to Maui, 
it's a little bit tough. You guys are definitely, definitely some people I really count on and that have really uplifted me in the last couple of years, just getting my voice out there. So uh, it's been beautiful. I've, I'm super appreciative of this group. And I think there's better is yet to come for the Dynasty Rewind. And I'm super excited for what this future holds for us because Nate's pumping out content. Jay Wick, Bob, Maddie is freaking pumping out content like crazy. It seems like every day I have something going on with him. I, I can't even keep up in the group chat anymore with work, but uh, it's been huge. I'm excited. Uh, we all started this thing just for fun and uh, it's turned into a little bit more and it's been awesome to see the growth even with me on a podcast and pork man i know we were very nervous when we first started nate but uh we're doing great things so i'm it's 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 incredible man it's i love it all right well there you go sorry pork um maybe next time yeah hey, that, that stuff doesn't bother me like like you always know like i always check on you mike see how you're doing check on your family i'll text nate like just individually because i feel as though if you put it in a group doesn't feel right so i was like hey text me hey you need anything for the apartment but i genuinely <laughs> care for you guys yeah <laughs> well see the problem is too when you put something in the group chat by the time i see it or someone else sees it maddie had already <laughs> exactly that's why i just that's why i just text you like when i wake up in the morning hey mike how you doing today because you're not going to see it in the group because you're probably going to be changing the radiator he's probably mm-hmm. already got out of the group by that point so <laughs> he, he already left the group uh, but yeah, I was told that as the host of the podcast, I'm not supposed to mute the group chat, so I've unmuted it. Uh, but I'll tell you what, let, let's head on out of here then. So, Chev, we're going to lead it out with you. And where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at ShevBoyRD, boy with an I. And also, we have two more weeks left. So, if you're interested in donating, I'll post the link on it. Uh, I'm going to choose one person that has donated to get one of these sweet looking hats. Uh, so if you're interested in donating, that's just another little cause of helping the kids and also having the possibility to win something. So good luck with that. All right. And Nate, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah. So you can find me at Nate NFL. And I also just, you know, all the love for this group of guys, the guys on the screen here and also off the screen, make sure you go and check out every single one. Make sure you're following every single one uh, of the crew here because everyone here is putting out good content. I don't want to forget Sean either. I think I named everybody but Sean. So Sean, I'm so I'm so sorry. Uh, that's sometimes what happens with the intern, apparently. So I am so sorry, Sean. Sean probably does the most out of all of us, in all honesty. So thank you, Sean. I'm sorry I missed your name at the beginning. That is true. Sean does the most and makes the least, but that's what interns do. Porkman, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me F- at FF Porkman on Twitter. You can also. Uh, find me on the Sports Me app too, same name, and do our Patreon account. It's a good time in the group chat. Yeah, it's it's a great time uh, when we do a shirtless hot take show after the shot. It's so I, hot! I just want to let you know that my shirt was on, and if you are so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at the eighty five. I would prefer you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Sign up for the Patreon. Go to Viridian Global. Buy some merch. Hit the subscribe and like buttons on YouTube. We have mock drafts dropping every Monday. Um, I usually set the timer for around 7 a.m. I might set it earlier just in case you want to watch it when you're doing your morning number twos before work. So until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week or we'll see you in a few minutes if you're a patron. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.